See, not only are we going to have service tonight, but I don't want you to leave after service. Because we've got something special for you after service. We'll have a, we have a special service right after service because somebody's going to get married after service. Come on, somebody. Someone's going to be getting married after service. Hallelujah. So I love it when, when people just say, I want to do, Pastor, I want to do things right. It's just a blessing to have that. So we're going to be doing that after service. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn to me to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Hallelujah. Amen. James chapter 1. I love the book of James because the book of James has so much there to help us. There's so much laid out in the, in the, in the book of James that it, it, it's, it's, it's just something that's tremendous, you know. And I love what it says in James chapter 2. Look at 2 verse uh, 26 before we get going. It says this, 2.26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Wow. You got, you got to hear that. You got to hear that. I, listen carefully. Verse James 1, 2, 26. It says, for as a body without the spirit is dead. So faith without works is dead also. My God. See, faith without works, the Bible says, amen, is dead. And I believe that you and I need to understand that there's some stuff that we're going to go through. There's some things that are going to happen in our lives. Amen. Even life itself, have you noticed, even without God, there's a lot of tests that you go through. How many even just having this living life itself, being a, a young teenager, there's a lot of trials and stuff that you go through, a lot of decisions you have to make, a, a lot of things you got to go through. Being a young adult, you also got to make all these decisions and all the stuff that you want to do. Then, then you become a parent and all of a sudden you're having, you're having kids and, and you're married and you got to start making decisions for them. And, and you start going through all these different changes in life. You start going through all these different things. And, and it's hard because just, just listen, even without God, it's rough. But thank God you have God on your side. Come on, somebody. Thank God you have God on your side. I'll never forget when, when we had our first child. This was about almost 17 years ago. We had our first child. And about 16 years ago, excuse me. Uh, 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 we had our first child. And went inside. Uh, it was supposed to be a, a regular birth, but it ended up being a C-section. And all of a sudden, they started telling me the worst things that can happen. That your, your wife can die, and this can happen, and that can happen. I'm like, my God. They're telling me, tell me all this crazy stuff. And, and my wife, and we've seen fear here. We've seen, we see, both of us, we got attacked by fear. And I broke down like, God, what's going on here? And, and I was like, man, I can always have another child, but I, got, I can always have one wife. You missed that one. Sorry, son. I love you, son, but you know. <laughs> but I was thinking about her. I was thinking about, man, what's going on? I, I love my wife. And so we had to go through all these changes. And all of a sudden, we went inside there and we started praying. And matter of fact, they threw us in a, in a, in a, in a, what is it, in a closet. They put us in a closet and waited room. There wasn't, it wasn't even a, 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 where you have the baby. It was like a, I'm not devil was mad. I'm telling you. He threw us in a, in a little closet. I'll never forget it. And we're sitting there. Me and my wife, we started praying. And I looked at her and said, man, I, I feel bad for people who don't have a God to cry out to. When they're going through something, to have faith, to trust God. And I just started thinking, I said, man. I, and, I, and then all of a sudden, the fear left us. Everything left us because it was like, man, we have someone to lean on. We have someone to cry out to. We have someone to say, God, I'm going through something. God, help me. My faith is being tested. My faith is, I'm going through stuff. God, help me through this. And when we did that, everything began to leave. But I see so many things throughout my life. So many people go through trials and tribulations and go through all these craziness without God. But I'm telling you today, the Bible says in James, go to James chapter 1, church. James chapter 1, verse 2. Let's start and go ahead and start in verse 2. It says this, it says, my brethren, 
count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Listen to verse 3. Knowing, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience or endurance. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight, Father. Lord, I pray that you would just move in this house. Speak to us. Cause us to understand your word. Let us know, God, that you're here to produce greatness in us, O oh God, through the testing of our faith, O oh God. I pray, Lord, that you would just move tonight. Help us to know that you're with us and to know that everything's going to work out, Father. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, Amen. Amen. See, we are here to understand that trials test our faith. Trials will test our faith. There's things that we're going to have to go through that just going to have to be there. They're just going to have to, if you, if you live in today's society, you're going to meet a stop sign. If you live in today's society, you're going to meet red lights, bumps on the ground. Those are signs and stuff that you're going to have to listen to. And if you don't listen to them, amen, you take them, you're going to get a ticket. And the same thing I feel that when we go through the testings of our lives and the trials of our lives, we have to go through them right. If we don't take the right precautions to go through them, we're going to end up failing. Because how many times have you failed through a trial? Anybody ever failed through a trial here? I'm the only one. Praise God. The rest of you guys are lying. Thank you, Jesus. When you go through a trial, when you go through something, and we don't go through it right, we think that we can act anyway or say anything and do anything and think everything's going to work out. It don't work like that. There's a way of going through your trial properly. Is that okay to talk about? Is it okay? There's a certain way to go through a circumstance and not fail. Isn't it? Ain't some of you guys tired of going through the same thing over and over? Like, man, God, why not got to go through this? Because you haven't learned nothing yet. I always, when I was going through stuff, I'll never forget when I was going through so much stuff growing up. I said, God, why do I got to go through this? God said, why don't you learn yet? I'm trying to strengthen your faith. I'm trying to strengthen your faith. I'm trying to strengthen you. I'm trying to call you to grow up. I'm trying to understand. I want you to come out of this. And I began to learn when I started going through this. Okay, God, go ahead. Do what you got to do. Deal with me. Show me what you need me to do. And all of a sudden, I started learning some stuff. And I learned this, that trials will test your faith. Number one, faith test. Listen carefully. A faith test can bring out the best in you. A faith test can bring out the best in you. Mm, mm, mm. Just as fire purifies gold. It begins to peer and it gets to pull out the junk. When you get gold, and you begin to purify gold. Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen that gold rush or those, on TV? They have to looking for the gold. They get all the gold and they begin to clean up the gold. And when they get the gold, they think the gold is done. But they put the gold and they heat up the gold. And they begin to purify the gold. And all the junk rises to the top. And the more the junk comes out, the more pure the gold gets. The more purified the gold gets. That's the same way with us. We go through trials. We go through tribulations. We go through all this stuff. And we're being purified. Go to First Peter. Go real quick with First Peter. So you can see what I'm talking about. First Peter. Chapter 1, verse 7. First Peter chapter 1, verse 7 says this. That the genuine of your faith being much more precious than gold. Precious than it tested by, through it is tested by fire. May be found to praise, honor, and glorify 
at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Wow, church. You and I need to understand that the faith test will bring out the best in us. When we're going through stuff and we're being tested, God not only is pulling out the impurities, not only is he pulling out, amen, the dishonesty in us, he's pulling out the, 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 the division in us, he's pulling out the gossip, come on somebody, pulling out all the slander, all the junk, he's pulling it out, and it's the fire, it's the test that we're going through. But God is saying, don't worry about it because I'm bringing out the best in you. Come on, somebody. There's something greater in you. There's something greater in you. There's something greater in your life. Haven't you noticed sometimes even a faith test will bring out the worst in you? Going through a faith test, you feel like, well, God, no. Are you sure? God says, yes, I'm sure. Are you sure? Just as training makes an athlete stronger, so does a trial make us stronger. Mm -mm. We don't want to accept or say, you know, I like trials. You know, you got to be crazy here to say I love trials. But trials and tribulations purify us and strengthen us. See, the reason why you have athletes that go and do all the testings and they go through all the different uh, techniques and all these different things, they're learning to deal with things. My son right now, he's doing wrestling and he's learning wrestling and he's learning all these moves and he's telling me all these different moves about wrestling that he didn't know before. He's learning all these moves. He's learning how to be this and do that and shoot and do all these things. He tells me all these different stuff that he's telling me about. He's learning all this stuff. He's getting educated for the fight. And they're having practice. And practice. Practice. And then the practice again all week. And then also on Saturdays more practice. To get you better. To get you ready for the fight. To get you ready for what's ahead of you. And I believe that the trials and the tribulations that we're faced with. They're preparing us to become better fathers. Better mothers. Better husbands. Better sons, better daughters. Come on, somebody. And we have to understand, how are you going through that test? How are you going through it? How are you thinking and what are you thinking in the middle of this obstacle? Anybody know what I'm talking about? That when you start, when you start going through this stuff and you start going through all these things, this, this is what I find out. Sometimes we don't understand. Listen carefully. We don't understand, so then we lose our joy. We don't understand what's going on and we begin to lose our joy. God, why me? Why me? Why this? Why now? We have all these whys and sometimes we don't sit back and say, God, okay, God, I don't want to get angry. I don't want to get frustrated. I need to allow myself to learn something in the middle of this obstacle. I need to learn. Come on, somebody. Amen. I need to learn something. In the middle of this obstacle. It says it very plain as we look at it. It says my brethren. He's, he's speaking to the church. He's talking to the church. He's talking to the believers. He's talking to the body of Christ. You are going to be faced with some adversity. You're going to be faced with some things. And it's not going to feel nice. It's not going to feel good. It's not going to feel like a walk in the park. But you will face some stuff. You will face some ugliness. You will face some disaster. You will be faced with some things in your life. 
We will. Church. He says a little portion there that's very scary. He says, count it. Count it all joy. When you're looking to pay for something with money, they tell you it's going to be $42. You pull out your money, what do you start doing? You start counting it. And you start counting it. Do I have enough to count it joy? I might not have, I only got $2. (laughs) And it's going to be $45. I don't think I have enough joy for this one today. I can't count it all joy right now because, you know, because when I went through something last time, Ooh, my question. Because why? Because while I'm going through the trial, it's taken from me, but it ain't putting nothing back in me. Hmm. You know. Hey, what's going on over here? When you go through something, not only should it take from you, but it should put something back in you. When you go through things right, and you're going through your fate test, not only should it take but God should be able to put something back in you. Come on, somebody. That's when you know that you are facing things right, is that you're, God is taking all this junk out of you. But at the same time, he's taking all the anger. He's taking all the unbelief. He's taking all this out, that he's putting back faith. He's putting back strength. He's putting back joy. And he's putting back all this stuff inside. Because why? Because you're learning to face your thing on with faith. And say, God, I have patience. And I understand what you're doing. So now I can't count it all joy. Because I got something to work with. See, when the, when the gold is being purified, all the junk is coming out. But the gold is being more purified. Is being, having more value to it. See, you're more valuable than you imagine. You're more valuable than you imagine. You got to understand that. See, when a miner goes in mining gold, he finds ounces, if that, gold. But he finds tons and tons and tons of dirt. You imagine how much dirt is in us? Can we be honest with ourselves today? You imagine how much tons of dirt are in us from the time. If you're young, you got you got some tons in you. But if you get you're ready to push it past your forties, you got some stuff in you. If you're in your thirties, you got some stuff in you too. Amen. I'm gonna try and leave you out. If you're a teenager, you got some twisted stuff in you. That was for free. Amen. But well, that all that tons is coming out, church. Guess what the miner does when he finds an ounce of gold? Oh, my God. It's a gold mine. Oh, my God. Oh, and he gets all excited. He's jumping up and down. My God. Oh, man, I found a nugget of gold. Oh, my God. Oh, it's a good, it's a good dirt. This is good dirt. But while there's good dirt, there's tons and tons of what? Dirt. But ounces of gold. But he gets excited over the ounces of gold because he knows he's removing the dirt. See, I want you to know today while you're going through your test, while you're going through your trials, if you allow yourself to understand and catch this, say, God, okay, I'm going to have faith. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to rely on you. I'm going to let you take all that junk out of me because I know I don't need that anger. Come on, somebody. I know I don't need that frustration. I know I don't need that. And while you're taking all that out of me, all that dirt out of me, oh, man, you're finding ounces of gold. There's an ounce of gold right there. 
the ounce of kindness. Oh, you can't smile. Praise God. You can't say hello. You can't say God bless you. You can't. You, wow. You don't want to hear me though. Look at, go to 2 Corinthians really quick. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. See, know this, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 really quick. Know that the testing that you're going through, guys, works for us, not against us. Someone say it works for us, not against us. See, that's why you understand God is for you and not against you. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. 417 says this, for our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, is working, hello somebody, for what? Us. Not working against us. For the light afflictions, the pain that you're feeling now, the stuff that you're going through right now. You know, the Bible says that I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. You see, the word forsaken in the Greek talks about the emotional state of your life. See, God says, I'll never leave you in your emotional state. Because when you're going through a trial, you're real emotional. Yes, come on. Does anybody know that? Amen. <laughs> no one loves me. No one cares about me. You get real emotional. That's why he says, I'll never leave you. No, first, I'll never leave you physically. But also I won't leave you emotionally. I think that's more understanding when we know he won't leave us emotionally. Because sometimes some of us we have emo- we get emotional. Sometimes we get we're so emotional sometimes that we have nothing left to give to no one else. We have no emotions to give to somebody when we go through a child. We 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 we've lost all our emotions. And we've cried and, and you whined and you yelled and you screamed. And now it's time to deposit emotions into your wife. You can't because you give all your emotion to all your trial. Yeah, Women, you give your emotion to all your trial. And now it's time to give it to your husband. You can't. What? You too? Okay, back over here. Back to this. I was a Christian commercial. I don't know where that came from. He says, I love it. I love it, church. I love, I love the simplicity of the gospel. Mm. For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, is working for us. Now, this is the key word. A far more exceedingly an eternal weight of glory. It's far more than we can ever imagine. See, when we're looking at A and B... God is ready A and Z. Come on, somebody. He, he's, he's like, he says, I, I know what I'm doing. He says, you're, you're, you're here. Oh, let me look at this over here. He says, you're, you're, you're over here. And you're looking at your situation right here at, at, at point A. And you're thinking at point B. You want to get from here to here. But God said, no, I, I'm, ready. I'm far past this. I'm thinking about that mic over there. I'm thinking about that mic over there, and you can't understand why you're going through what you're going through. But what you're going through is to get you from glory to glory to glory to get you to that point. I want to get you to that point, but you need to get this through your head. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to damage you. I'm here to help you. Your trial is here to bring the best out of you. But I notice 
While the best is coming out of us, the worst is coming out also. Uh, you, you've heard me say it before, we want God to manifest, not us. But sometimes when God is manifesting, so are we. None of you guys know what I'm talking about? How many know what I'm talking Lift your hand if you know what I'm talking about. When God manifests, you manifest too. The testing that we're going through, church, the things that we're going through are for a moment. Sometimes even the moments that we don't want to, that we think they're eternal, even physically, they're not. Because Bible, the Bible talks about that after we're gone here, we have eternal with him. Come on, somebody. I mean, there's eternal in heaven. There's eternity in heaven. And where you spend your eternity is very important. Where you spend your eternity is very important. It's very important. I, I, over this last couple weeks, I've, I've, I've gotten a lot of phone calls. Over the last couple of weeks, uh, uh, one of a good friend of ours went to be with the Lord. Estella, she's going to be with the Lord now. She passed away a couple of days ago. You guys know Estella. She started with us over 15 years ago. She's going to be passed to be with the Lord. A good friend of mine, when I got saved, the day that I got saved, the day he got saved. And uh, when I looked at him, when I seen him, I said, hey, man, he, go, he tells me, I know your dad. I go, well, I know your son. I party with your son. Oh, Lord, have mercy. It was crazy. He just passed away and went to be with the Lord. You know, and, and I got another phone call earlier today. So I'm like, Lord, uh, man, uh, my mom passed away, my father passed away, a lot of people in my family passed away. But one thing that I do have and I'm confident of, I will see them again. Come on, somebody. I will see them again. That's why I want you to know is that the faith, your faith is being tested. Your faith is being tested. Look what's going on now today. We're hearing all these crazy things, rumors of war. Bible talks about that. Jesus is coming back, guys. Come on, somebody. Jesus is coming back. Our faith is being tested in who we believe in. All these things are happening now. All these things are taking place. And I'm telling you, man, Jesus is coming back. You know, we heard about years and years ago, people preached, or excuse me, people said, one day we'll fly. Look, we're flying now. People said a long time ago, one day we're going to have cars. Look, we have cars now. People preached on Jesus is coming back. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming back. Just the way those cars and those planes were made, I'm telling you, Jesus is coming back. Come on. He, he's, he's closer than we've ever been. Right now, Australia, they're taking the mark of the beast like nothing. They're volunteering to take it because they think it's cool. Right now, Russia is getting ready. We're, we're in Decon 3 right now. High risk of war taking place. There's so much stuff happening. The rumors of where the Bible talks about. All these things taking place, these blood moons, all this stuff that the Bible talked about is taking place now. We're closer to the end times. And if we're not right in our faith, church, we're not right in the testing that we're going to go through. See, look what it says. Let's go back to James, please. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Verse 3. Verse 3, verse 2, excuse me, says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now, when I I begin to look at the word fall, it means to take a step back. To step back. See, when you take a step back and you look at your trial, he wants you to count it all joy. Why, Why does he want you to count it all joy? Because it's not just one type. It's what? Various. That means so many different types. There's over 23 different palm trees, not just one palm tree. There's like 23 different ones. There's peanuts. There's over, I think, 42 different types of peanuts, if not more. 
And there's over thousands of use for it. There's so many different types of trials that you and I face. And you know that my trial, sometimes it might not be your weakness. And your weakness might not be my weakness. And my trial might not be your trial. And your trial might not be her trial. But it's still what? A trial. It's still a trial. And we need to understand here tonight, church, that you need to step back and take a look at what you're going through. Take a look at what's taking place in your life. Take a look at what's going on. Why? Because look at verse 3. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Wow. Wow. This hit me while I was studying this and going over this. It hit me hard. Because the simplicity of is this church. And, and you can't get any simpler than this. Knowing that the testing of your faith, some say my faith, produces patience. What is your faith being produced? What are you going through and what's being produced out of you? What's going on in your life and what's coming out of you? See, I noticed that everybody goes through something, but not everybody goes through the same way. I noticed that all of us, we go through stuff, but not all of us produce the same stuff. How many have ever made a steak here and did not taste the same way someone else made it? Like, come on, bro, we did the same thing. But it did not taste, I, I made some steaks the, the other day, and I was mad because they did not come out the way I wanted them to be. Because I forgot to implement two things that I always do, and I didn't do them because for time, and I paid for them. Sometimes we go through things in our life and we don't implement what we should be and we pay for it in the long run. Church, know this with me today, please. If you catch anything, catch this. Go to Romans chapter 5. Romanos 5, hallelujah. Mexicanos, hallelujah. Romanos 5, Romans chapter 5, chapter 3. I love what this says in it. It's, it's, it says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Wow. Knowing that tribulations produces perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. Wow, guys. Perseverance, another name for endurance. So, listen to this. The testing of your faith produces patience. Test produces endurance. Endurance in Romans produces what? Character. What type of character do you have in the middle of your test? Wow. When I begin to link this together, I begin to see some things. We come out of character when we go through a trial. We come out of character when we are being tested. What are you talking about? You know why? Because I've come out of character. Has anybody came out of character here before? When you're going through something, like they tell you something. What do you mean? What do you, it, says, it said fourteen dollars over there, and he's telling me twenty three dollars. What are you talking about? <laughs> Hold on, somebody. Patience. Is, have patience. They still haven't put your discount in yet. <laughs> Be patient. Yeah, they haven't called the manager to come and tell them to discount it fifty percent. But no, right away we see that number, we jump. <laughs> because I notice that when we go through a trial and tribulations, sometimes we come 
out of character. And God is saying, no, no, that's why you're facing this again. Because you're coming out of character. Mm, mm, mm. Because what does character give? Romans said what? Hope. When you are in your character, in your trial, you give people hope that if they did it, I can do it. If they did it, I can do it. If they did it, I can do it. Character gives people hope. When you stay strong in your faith, in the trial and the testing, you say, my God, if that teenager did it, I can do it. If that husband did it, I can do it. If that wife did it, I can do it. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a good clap. Somebody get excited in this dead place. Some of you guys, when you get excited, we're giving out free candy. Man, it feels like I'm in the Baptist church. I was for free. Listen carefully to this. Your faith produces endurance. Your endurance produces character. Your character gives hope. I don't know about you, but this world needs hope. I don't know about you, but my family needs hope. Your family needs hope. Your coworker needs hope. Your job needs hope. Your comrade needs hope. Your loved one needs hope. Stay in your character. Stay in your character. See, patience means this in Greek. It means upa memo. Upa memo. The word upa means under in Greek. In Greek, memo means to remain and to abide. Listen to what I'm saying. When you are patient under a test and remain under your character, it builds people up. It builds people up, church. When you decide to say, I'm not going to jump out of character no more. I'm not going to jump out no more and get all wild. See, because we know what our old character was. Some of your old character was wild. Some of your old ways were just out there. You, were, you, were, you, were, you, know, you went through something, you go through a test, and you blame everybody else but yourself. You know who you are. Our whole character is so damaged. God said that's why when you came to him, he made you a new creation. And he's building us and giving us a new character. Come on, somebody. Amen. He's building us and giving us a new character. He's renewing our mind. He's getting us ready. That's why you're going through stuff because he's cleaning up your character. I don't know about you, but I, 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 come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but there's a difference between personality and character. Personality who you present to be. Character is a real you. And sometimes we present ourselves to be loving. Uh, praise the Lord. God bless you, brother. But all of a sudden, oh my God, I kill you. That's the real you. See, the personality who you present to be in front of people, character is the real you when nobody's watching. That's why I want you to know tonight as we get ready to close. I need you to understand this, James was preparing the people and letting them know your personality can only get you so far. Your looks, your smile can only get you so far, but your character will keep you there. Your character will keep you on top. Come on, somebody. Your character will affect others. Your character will touch other people. 
I looked through all the years and I looked through all the stuff that I've been through. I've been through some hard, hard, rough stuff. When everything looked impossible, I had to trust God. I couldn't, church, come out of character. I wanted to come out of character so many times. But God said, no. Don't you want to give hope? Don't you want to be a testimony? And I said, okay, Lord, yes. Yes. Why am I saying this tonight? People value people with character. People value people when they go through their trial right. I've known so many people over all these years go through something, disappear, do everything wrong, and they come back to church and says, well, I went through something, but I'm here now. Yeah, don't get me wrong. You got to listen to me carefully. God will always take you back. God will always love on you, but make sure that we're still here when he does. God will always forgive you. But isn't, isn't it better that you mature when you go through something? Who wants, I don't know, I don't know about you, but who wants your 30-year-old kid still pooping in his pants? It was cute when he was six months. Oh, look at my baby. Oh, look at you. Oh, this is a, oh look at, praise the Lord. Look at my, my son. He's cool. A year later, come on, mijo. The toilet's right there. Come on, mijo. Body train them. A couple years go by. Come on, come on. It's no longer cute. He starts growing up. Now he's 10, 15. He's still doing it on the bed. Now he's 20. He's still in his pampers. Still in, still in pampers. Hello, somebody. He's 30 years old. He still hasn't learned. That ain't cute no more. to mature and I want to grow properly I want to become a testimony to my family again I want to leave you with this your faith will be tested your faith is going to produce endurance your endurance is going to produce what character your character is going to give what hope amen I want you to stand with me tonight church out every eye closed. Don't stay stuck in your trial. Don't allow yourself not to grow properly. Don't allow yourself to go through things and not understand what's going on and feel like everybody's against you. It's just for a moment God is with you and he's for you and he wants the best for you. All of us are faced with things our faith our faith is being tested for a reason our faith is being tested for a reason so learn to count it all joy when you fall to, when you fall to various trials church family loved ones that you will begin to mature and grow strong and mighty and be a healthy husband a healthy wife strong in their faith I believe tonight that God spoke to us and not all of us tonight that our faith has been tested and God has pulled out tons of dirt but even though it's been tons of dirt there's been gold there you still are a gold mine 
You are a gold mine. Come on. You are a gold mine in God's eyes. He said, my God, I'm enduring because I know that there's something great in you and that you're going through what you're going through. I'm building endurance in you. Stay under your trials. Stay strong. It's gonna, you're going to come out. You're going to come out strong and mighty. Lacking nothing. I'm building your character. I'm building your character. Because I need you to be people that give off hope to others. That people can see you and they can have hope. We can do it. She did it while we can do it. You're here tonight and saying, Pastor, that's me. I've been going through some things. I've been going through some stuff and I haven't been going through them right. I know tonight, I know God is going to begin to cause me to understand and to build patience in me that my character begins to get developed and I can be a person of hope. Hallelujah. If that's you tonight, I want you to come. I want you to come right now. Come right now. This is your time. This is your time. Say, God, here I am. Here's my life. Here I am. Here's my trial. Here's my circumstance. I'm giving everything to you. I'm coming out of this strong. I'm coming out of this mighty. Ooh, I'm coming this. I'm out of this on top. Because I'm a gold mine. You're a gold mine. Don't you forget that tonight. You are a gold mine. Yes.